Hello, this is Billy from the future, and I would like to welcome you to episode 17 of A Gentleman's Chat. This week is going to start off a little differently than most, because Ian and I thought it would be quite funny to show you some of the behind-the-scenes things that took place before our actual taping of episode 17 of A Gentleman's Chat. Be warned, a few expletives were said, but all in all, it's quite funny, so buckle in and enjoy the show. What the fuck is going on behind me? <laughs> your bag. What the fuck is this? Yeah, that's your bag. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut off this. <laughs> um. Come on, you gotta get the flat line for a little bit. The kingdom is under a guy. It's still moving. <laughs> Dude. What's happening? It put something on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Take seven. The kingdom is under attack, and the enemies are at the gate. The king rushes down the firelit hall to his war room. Upon entering, he is greeted by his commanders. He asks the same question to them all. What have you got for me? Their answer is unanimous. Episode 17 of A Gentleman's Chat. With your hosts, Ian and Billy. Ian, we are back! Yeah. Yes. That was actually pretty good. I liked that intro. It was... It was a little better than your, my favorite number is nine. Whoa, 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 whoa. I spent many an hours contemplating that Dude, intro. That's not even true. No, it's not. You're I right. Have been, I have been, <laughs> I've been holding that intro in the back of my head for two weeks now, trying to remember it. Yeah, I don't do things like that. I just I just come up with the first intro that comes to mind. Well. Which is why mine are so bad. <laughs> for those listening at home, you could probably have guessed that Ian comes up with the first thing off the top of his head. But never mind that now. All right, Ian, I have an opening topic. Ooh, let's hear it. Custom license plates. Ah, I hate them. Right? Yeah. I was always indifferent to them until today. I was Because <laughs> I've read some pretty funny ones. Like, it's yeah, kind of humorous true. if you're in traffic and you're reading one. So I was driving, driving home from the bowling alley today, and I see this one in front of me. It says A-S-N-H-K-R. And I was so wildly baffled. I was thinking to myself, there are one of two possibilities here. Option one is that the person driving this vehicle is of Asian descent and they like hiking. Asian hiker. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? The second option is that the person driving this vehicle wants everybody to know what their occupation is. Asian hooker. So I'm driving by this person from a couple of miles down the main drag, and I was like, I have to figure out who is driving this vehicle. So I finally, I take my turn, I go out to the left lane, I go, I come running up next to him, I look in the mirror, and driving this vehicle is a white guy in probably his late 20s with long hair and a ponytail. And I was so wildly confused. I had no idea what to think. He likes Asian hookers. I... Come on, you can't put one and one I, together. I know. I was so completely baffled. I thought, what? That means you had to stand in line at the DMV with that written on your paper. Yep. It's not even like you were drunk the night before, like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be funny? You stood in line at the DMV. For four for hours. For four yeah. hours. And like, you, you grabbed the ticker, like the piece of paper, like you pulled on it. They read your name. You walked up to the front counter. They said, sir, what can we do? You said, I'd like to have a custom license plate made. They said, sir... Here are all the parameters. It's going to cost 50 bucks. What would you like? And he had to present before this gal who probably hates her life. 
A S N space H K R. And he had to pay $50 for some inmate to print that on his license plate. I'm assuming it's just last name or like initials, something along those lines. It can't be. I, I refuse <laughs> to buy that. I refuse to buy that. It's okay. It's not It's not like the targeted ones where you can't help but read them, but then you feel a little bit sad. Like U space R space like gay. Oh. I've seen so many of those. I've never and seen I don't live in like a big city. <laughs> And it's never on, like, a normal sedan. Of course, that has to be pimped out. I think the last one I saw it on, it wasn't even, like, a real car. I think it was on a smart car. <laughs> Which just adds to the irony. I feel like someone driving a smart car calling everybody, that that seems a bit hard. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some pretty ridiculous ones in my life. In fact, there was a time where I, w- I was taking, to, taking photographs of all the dumb ones <laughs> I've seen and just compiling a list of all the dumb ones that I've ran into. I had to stop doing that because it was becoming like an every time I drive sort of thing. Like, I don't know if like, like the people that pass through our town have just a lot of dumb ones or, or what, but I had a heck of a, uh, collection put together of these that I could demonstrate to people because it's, it's, it's outrageous. There's just some dumb people. That is true. And it's, fr- it's, it, it, it took until today for me to get frustrated at it. I'm still and now I just, I just don't get it. Like, what is the point? There is no point to this. I don't usually walk back my statements, but I was just abruptly lying. I don't give two dude, craps dude, about there was, custom license there was, plates. There was, what, what the heck is happening? That's not the only thing that's upset me this week. Is this? I think the opening segment of the show could be, what is Billy like teed up about this week? Because I have another one. So I, I was watching YouTube the other day, and I got an ad pop-up. Yeah, up. I'd be upset too. Well, got an ad pop-up. And it was for this program for um, the ju- the or the gist of it, rather, was that you could create music without having any music knowledge. Yeah, sort of like Hollywood producers. No, but it was worse. <laughs> it was worse because there was testimonials. The guy's like, yeah. I've never had any music theory. I don't know anything about music. I just like the sound of music. And with this product, I've made these beautiful things that I can have played on the radio. And I was like, oh, no, dude. I was so frustrated. In that moment, I was red in the face angry. I was because like, you of the success to... of this product or the fact that no, that guy has songs on the, the radio? Like, <laughs> did you mean to tell me that this clown is sitting in his room at home? Like, I don't know how music works or really even what music is. But I think if I just press the space bar four, no, five times, that's a good sound. That'll really get them. That'll get, dude, I was so mad. I I was waiting for like the other shoe to drop it for it to be like a joke or something like that. I watched this whole ad. I didn't skip it five (laughs) seconds. I was in, I was like, I have to see what the heck is going on, dude. I was so mad and it was completely honest. What was it called? I'm going to try it out. I have no idea. (laughs) But the uh, the it was like any other like music making software, okay. except there was like built-in chord packs and chord progression packs. Oh, so, so you it, could just pick random took, chord progressions. Or, or and melodies nice. and stuff like that. It took literally all the creativity out of it, and it, you could just throw whatever you wanted in there, and it just worked. Nice. And I was like, you are kidding me, dude. I was so mad. It was one of those things in life where I was unreasonably mad at this product and the people that used it. Next week on A Gentleman's Chat, Billy Hur hears for the first time this gentleman with no music knowledge of song and is blown away. No, I won't be blown away. I guarantee to you I will not be blown away. 
Dude, you know, you know, people always argue, especially older people always argue, oh, things used to be better back in my day. Like, every generation has said things used to be better. Unless it is technology, I usually agree with them. Well, they, they all say it. And this is one of those that had me going, dude, things used to be better. <laughs> like, music used to be better, right? It had me saying that. And, dude, I don't know. I was, I was beyond frustrated. And frustrated, too. I hate new music. That one, I, I'm not going to walk back. The there's vast majority, no, I'd say 95% of the music is awful. Not even, there's no musicians involved. They've this, been doing that for this, like 15 years, Bill. No, I know. But <laughs> so, it was like, look, you could be on the radio with having no knowledge or ability at all. Ha ha. It was, here's what it was to me. In my head, I concocted to be them laughing in my face because I have a degree in music and they don't. And they're like, ha, look at that. I can still make music and have no idea what I am doing. Well, YouTube is owned by Google, and Google does have all your information, so they know that you're a music teacher. So I would assume they probably targeted ads. Someone was like, "Hmm, I know what we can give this guy." California was like, "I watch this. This will be funny." (laughs) And so start pushing these over to this guy. That's perfect, dude. I got me so mad. I but I wonder how many. People out there exist like that. Like, because even even a lot of, like, um, Hollywood producers or, like, really big music producers, they might not be musically trained. Like, they're not sitting through, like, six semesters of music theory and sitting down with manuscript paper and stuff like that. But they have to have some understanding. I wonder how many yeah. bedroom warriors there are out there <laughs> in this world that are like, dude, I just love music so much, and I have all these creative ideas. I, I scratch that. This other program has all these creative ideas, and the, it's just, it's just flowing from it. And it's, I, how many of those exist in this world? Well, it has to be a lot, let's right? Let's see here. Let's not make anybody feel bad or anything. But there's Jason Derulo. There's oh. Kesha. There's, well, there was Kesha. I, I haven't heard anything from her yeah. in years. You know. It's sad those are the only two I could come up with she, on the top of my head. I do not know her. new music. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's not even particularly new, new music. Like, Well, I, it, <laughs> music hasn't changed recently. Like, back in the day, it used to be almost decade, you would get a very distinct style of music. Like, you take the 20s, very distinct. 30s, very distinct. That's 40s, true. all the way up until, I would say, mid-90s. Like, you have the 70s, 80s, mid-90s. After that, all music... It's the same. It, it well, has not 90s, changed or evolved. Nineties was like grunge, quote unquote, yeah. simplistic music. Early two thousands was like the return of pop R and B. Yeah, like two thousand ten and on. That's when it got really I bad. Really, where like I really, I'm can't. pretty sure there's only actually one song rotating through Hollywood, but they just mix it in studio a little bit Pro- differently probably. and just come up with every song everyone knows. I think the biggest problem is that there's so many artists nowadays, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like there's more people out, there's more ways for people to get their music yeah. out. Like you can have bedroom warriors that make a number one radio hit. Yeah, like uh, cuz they can just sit at their computer and make it happen. So so dated I am. Like the guy is it Goatee? The guy who made uh somebody I used to know? I have no idea. Sure. I don't know. That dude millionaire. Yeah. Made it and I think it was either his best friend's or mom's basement. Yeah. Just yeah, a you nobody. Can, you can have more of those like amateur musicians yeah. that can like make a brand out of themselves and put it on the internet, start a website. Next thing you know, they have gigs and they're like a quote unquote professional musician. Right. And the, there, I think the problem is that there's more of those. 
than so, actual musicians. Yeah. Well, so you like, although back in the eighties, you had all these musicians that were doing all these things with this one distinct sound. At the end of the day, they were all like record contract signed people. Yeah. There was only like a hundred of them. Now there's thousands of them across the globe that are all kind yep. of recirculating the same genre vibe sort of thing of the decade. I, w- I wouldn't even give them a full genre because you take a look at like the 80s. You listen to, say, classic rock. That's a genre and you could say it sounds the same. It sounds similar because it's the same genre. But there are you can clearly pick out distinctions and pretty much every song in every band. Yeah. There's never a time someone comes to me with a band and I'm I'm like, oh, that smells sounds like Aerosmith. And they're like, no, what? It's ACDC. I'm like, oh, my bad. I've never had that it's happen. never happened. No. But n- nowadays, you give me something on the radio, because there's no distinction in how it's made or the different yeah. genre, they'll ask me, hey, do you know who this is? I'll be like, I have absolutely no idea. It could be literally any of them. It's true. It could be. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I tend to pride myself on my, you know, recognition of artists, and yeah. even sometimes I have difficulty. Like, <laughs> sounds like overprocessed, slightly overcompressed. <laughs> uh, the chord progression is the same as the song that was on before it. Different key. Okay, is it one of fifty artists? No, yeah, right? damn. Okay, well, I tried. Exactly. <clears throat> so yeah, the fall fall of music. I'm there. I, <laughs> I didn't call it the fall. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't have to because I'm putting words in your mouth for you. Okay, okay, thank you. I will take credit if anybody wants to bicker with me. Yeah. Music sucks nowadays. Change my mind. Isn't that the meme? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fall of music. You heard it here first, folks, on a gentleman's chat. That's true. R- real quick, though, I could solve your problem and a whole bunch of people's problems at home with these targeting ads from Google and YouTube and whatnot. Firefox. It's a web browser that I use, you can get rid of any sort of external pop-ups. So that means when you go on YouTube or something, they can't insert ads because the browser won't let it, so it just plays the video. You never have to worry about ads again. Yeah, but I'll tell you what this ad did do. Like, the afterthought, (laughs) the after part of this ad, right? (laughs) So after it was finished, I carried on with this YouTube video, and after it finished, I was working on some stuff in my office. I was sitting there, and I couldn't get it out of my head. I was just like... What what have I just seen? I even tweeted about it, which is wild <laughs> because I don't like I don't use Twitter. Like I'm I'm not like a oh social no media he's starting to angry guy. tweet <laughs> Billy Brant Billy Brant 2020 is he gonna be the I was, next candidate? I was so I was so teed up about this. Anywho, so I sit there and I was like, how many of these freaking bedroom warriors are there? <laughs> so I st- I start googling around a little bit for um um like orchestration packs like people that make these big wide like brass orchestrations yeah. and stuff like that but have no musical background they just sit in their quote-unquote studio which is basically their bedroom and they have these expensive plugins and they just like samples and they just kind of yeah. like move stuff around i was like i wonder like how big of a thing is this like take it to classical music like i understand pop music is that way and pop music has always kind of been on the cutting edge of technology with samples and yeah. stuff like that like it that's been around since the 80s the idea of samples yeah so I was like, I wonder how far this is in like classical music. Dude, I was so freaking shocked. <laughs> there are people out there that are drawing up these like cello concertos and like these just wild things that have no, and I mean no idea what they're doing. I watched a video of a guy try to explain to me like the inner workings of this beautiful melodic structure that he had created. And the best that I could figure 
is that he had sat there with the up and down arrow <laughs> until he until he heard something that sounded decent. Right, <sighs> dude, this guy. And he was like, well, listen, any experienced musicians out there will tell you that such and such a thing. I was like, no, nobody would say that. No, <laughs> nobody said, I never, I didn't listen to this melody and hear, you know, like trickling streams, but the, but the beauty of the sky. No, it, none of that. You, there was, there was no counter melody. There was no counterpart writing. The, the chordal structure was basically, you just sat there and up arrowed and down arrowed until you heard like some constant intervals yep. interplaced with like some weird fourth and sixth to give it like some some spice and then you didn't really resolve them you just, like, you like, <laughs> just kept them you there just, you just kind of like it was a fade out yeah yeah you like moved yep. somewhere else completely but like no that like that gives like the envisionment of like it's being cut off and you're taken to this different world like no dude you're just too freaking dumb to know what you're doing i hate when people talk like that oh man i, I don't was... have a i don't have a music music major so i may just be missing the ball but i've been in music my entire life and I can tell you when people talk about what they hear in music and whatnot, I have never once in any piece of music ever heard like the wind through trees or a rushing <laughs> yeah. river or whatnot. I'm like, Dude, what? I get this all the no. time with instruments. <laughs> you see with instrumentalists more. That is true. Because yeah. if you listen to a choir, there is a physical text. Yeah. Even if it's like just the word Alleluia said Many times or over. Or just vowels. It's yeah, still like a vowel. Eric Whitaker's Sleep, one of the yeah. most popular choral like pieces of the day of our time. It's just one word said yeah. over and over and over. Hallelujah. Sleep is like this weird poem that <laughs> like the words matter, but not the really. <laughs> they do, but the text is set in sort of an interesting way that you're really supposed to focus on the choral harmonies of everything, which is like Eric Whitaker's jam, anyways. Yeah. So it works out. But instrumentalists, I see that all the time. Yeah. Like you go to concerts and the bandmaster will stand up there, give like a 10-minute speech of like, and you'll hear in the second movement these sweeping chords that are supposed to, <laughs> the cellos are insinuating the babbling brooks whilst the horns are bringing the sorrow and sadness of you just losing your father. Sir, you know what that feels like, right? It's like, what? Like, what is happening? Okay, so, so it's not just me. No, I get that all the time. And I, dude, sometimes when they I ramble on... I feel like on, it's, it's people just trying to sound more extravagant. Oh, sometimes I'm in freaking tears. Because it's like, what are you talking about? The only one that I can think of that I felt the visceral connection to it was very recently that I had heard this. Um, a, guy, a guy called Stephen Danu, I think was his name. He wrote a piece called Into the Silent Land. Folks, buckle up if you're not into music because this is going to take a real tangent. <laughs> Just bear with me on this. I, I'm sure it'll be interesting for you. He wrote this piece of music. <clears throat> well, the backstory to it, he grew up um, in a town that had a school named Sandy Hook Elementary. Hey, so I when, think I've heard so of when, that one before. So when he was getting his start as a composer, people used to say, you know, where'd you grow up? And he'd say, oh, a little, a little nothing town in Massachusetts. You've never heard of it. And then this terrible tragedy happened. And now he yep. has, now when he introduces himself, he has to say... I, I went to that town where Sandy Hook happened. And he, for a long time, he wanted to write a piece, but he couldn't put the pain of that or like the emotional trauma of that into words or into music even, into this metaphysical thing that we call music. So someone had commissioned him to write a piece and it was a few years afterwards and he finally felt like he could maybe attempt to say what he was lost to say all those years and he had written and he'd put down what is called into the silent land. And even if you're not a music person out there, maybe you just listen to music in the car. I, this is one of those that I highly recommend you listen 
It's also one of those where you have to hear it live because it has these sweeping chords that are very haunting with this silent but very sturdy melody and it builds up to this climax that is supposed to represent that terrible tragedy right it's like the juxtaposition of everything was calm the tragedy and then like the afterstorm effect and there's even like a narration which is uh how into the silent land which is a poem that was written which is basically saying about how i've gone away and i won't be coming back um, but the climax of it, and this is probably one of the most moving things I've ever heard in music. I physically saw it live. It's um, a percussion thing where the snares, it's basically just this 16th note rattle. Yeah. And it just gets louder and louder. And every percussion instrument, cymbals, snares, bass drums, and it gets louder and louder and louder. And it gets so loud that the room is physically shaking. It's it's one of those things that it's so loud, you you're like, can it get louder? Like, it was so loud, you almost had to plug your ears. It was just this raw emotion thing that was going on. And it broke into this beautiful, um, motivic ideal with all the instruments playing this huge triple forte. And it was one of, it was one of those times where I, 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 heard, I knew what the story was, and I could physically connect the music to that story. Okay. That, that is the only one that I can think of. And I heard that three months ago. I, I, I understand that. Stories, I feel, are a bit easier. Yeah, like, it was... You, you can't really depict a stream or something like that. But a story, because there's already, like, an emotion and attachment and basically story to tell, Yeah, you can attach that to music. That's something yeah, that's, that I... And I think that's I, why I've always been, like, a choir guy. Not only is there something about voices singing in harmony, like, that this is shim true. there's this shimmer and this overtone and this, like this connection to someone else like you're despite how different everybody is you're having this this intimate moment with somebody that's so cool but there's also text you can paint a very specific story mm -hmm. like i've written a couple choral pieces in my life and i definitely play on that like there are there are moments where one voice will be singing one line of text and i'll change it in the other voices and now there's a juxtaposition and that's that's where you get the story that you can tell musically See, folks, it wasn't that bad. I don't know how we got here, but but we did. Wow, I, I thought that was pretty good. I, yeah. I I love music. That's one of my favorite storytelling. It is. It is very cool. And that's why, I feel like that's why I'm not necessarily the biggest movie guy. I've always read books, as yeah. I've said many times. I deeply love musicals, though. I think music yeah. adds so much to a story. And all things in life. I think music has this interesting thing, no matter what, like, choral, instrumental, no matter what it is, yeah. that has this sort of, I can connect myself to it. Yep. Same thing with a book. When you're reading a book, you have to have an imagination. You're imagining this story. When you go to a movie, you can have a similar thing. You know, you can be like, I can connect with that character. I can connect yeah. with what they're doing. But I think there's, like, this metaphysical, unexplainable thing about music that you can connect your deepest insecurities to and they can be explained through like this random collection of sounds yeah and that's so just wild to me unlike unlike like a just a connection when you see it in a movie like yeah i i can relate to that or i can connect to that in music you almost put yourself in that yeah yeah and as tough as it can be especially when like you look at teaching or something like that it can be the hardest thing to do because you're literally asking people that are the people standing next to them 
you're asking them to be vulnerable enough to share an intimate moment with you. Yeah. You know, when we're singing, like, oh, what's a piece? Seratizil, or um, there was a poem, There Will Be Rest. Basically, there will be rest. Sure stars shining. I will find the crystal of peace. Seratizil was a poet who committed suicide in her early 40s after her husband had left her. She OD'd. It was very tragic end but a lot of the things she was talking about was like i will find this crystal of peace i will find this thing there will come soft rains like it will all get better and uh if you're singing that with 80 people yeah you're asking them to put their heartbreak and your heartbreak together in this thing i mean look at estonia for example that's a country that won their independence based on singing yeah. like fun history fact for those that don't know <laughs> russia was like you're not gonna have your freedom and there was tens of thousands of people that gathered in the square and sang. They just sang. They sang their songs from their culture. And they won their independence doing that. Yeah. How freaking cool is that? That's nuts, dude. Can you imagine? Yeah, I, I, I can. Music is powerful. I had, the, I had the weirdest privilege of meeting one of the people that did that. She's actually like one of known as one of like the most renowned Estonian choral directors like in like in that side of the hemisphere like she's freaking nuts I got to have dinner with her one time wow. and I just sat there in awe I was like you you did that dude it was so it was just wild to me it yeah. was crazy you gotta start singing more no you I don't, don't you don't have any wonderful stories like no, that no yeah, dude I was funny you mentioned that I was bowling the other night a friend <laughs> of mine invited me out to go bowling she said hey I'm inviting my friends out. Do you want to come bowling with me? And I said, I would love nothing more than come bowling with you. Like, I, this, yes, please. So we go bowling. And um, there was supposed to be like a karaoke night thing at the place we were going. And I, and before we went, I told her, I said straight up, don't tell your friends that I that I do music. Like, I, I want nothing to do with this karaoke thing. Thankfully, like, we, we, we missed that. So I was very happy about that. I love karaoke. Come Dude, on, I Billy. Too, but I, I we need to what, go. We need to go do karaoke sometime. I know, I know. But I tell you what, it's I can't, I can't stand it. But I, <laughs> but the whole night I lied to her friends because they because they were singing you know the stuff on the radio and stuff. I was like you know I can't sing right you know I can't. I can't do any of that. I'm I'm musically inept. And I was doing lying through my teeth. Every once in a while I look over at the friend that invited me and I would just kind of grin a little bit. And I think she probably knew that I was having fun with this. Like, oh, dude, I was lying through my teeth. I was singing Journeys Don't Stop Believing. And they're like, see, look, you can sing. And I was like, no, no, I can't do that. No, no. Because I had forgotten that I'm not supposed to know how to sing. Like, yeah, dude, I played this up all night long. And uh, yeah, I hate, I hate stuff like that. I hate it. I think it's because people put like this expectation on you, especially when I tell them that like, that's what I do with my life. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I, I sing, like I sing lots of opera and stuff like, oh, well sing me something. <laughs> like you don't walk up to a plumber and say, Hey, fix my pipes, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. like there's, that always just makes me so uncomfortable. So I, I took the route of lying to her friends. Um, and that's what I did. Wow. I don't think I would, I don't think I would abruptly lie. I'm more of the. I'm more of the harsh, honest, but I won't do it anyhow. <laughs> hey, in my defense, I did tell them later. Okay. After we were done bowling. we. Well, that's went... why you haven't been invited back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Oh. Yes, because we were talking about it. And I, I was humming some song. Like, see, look, you can sing. I was like, yeah, I, I know I can. I'm, okay, humming I'm and lying. singing are very different. Yeah, personally. but, but I could carry a tune. They yeah. were, they're like, you said you couldn't even carry a tune. Like, you were musically inept. I was like, okay, here's the thing. Like, 
I was lying because I didn't want to do karaoke. I'll be completely honest. I didn't want to do karaoke, and I was afraid that I would get ganged up on, and I I crumbled to peer pressure. So I I, would, I took the lying route. In hindsight, maybe not the best thing for me to have done, but it was quite funny. Ah, it's okay. Lying for the benefit of yourself is always the best way to go about things. Yeah. Should we do like a that's li- te- that's terrible advice. Don't actually. Yeah. Don't yeah. Don't <laughs> take that, folks. Should we do like a live gentleman's chat from a karaoke bar? Oh, I don't. I could not imagine how we would record that. <laughs> you know, I feel like we could figure it out though if we wanted it bad. We enough. could. Yeah. We yeah. could insert snippets like instead of transitions, like instead of an <laughs> ad read, be like a fifteen-minute break of you and I at some bar at two o'clock in the morning, belting out Bon Jovi's "Living on a Prayer." Yeah. How great would that be? Do you know what would be even greater? I'm I'm always a wonderful business connoisseur. Okay. What if we set up a Patreon? Oh. Only people who pay get our karaoke. Yeah, and, and and each level they have to pay a certain level for like a certain <laughs> quality of tune. Like, you know, one dollar a month, you get like the leftover footage that I feel like missed. <laughs> Ten dollars a month. Okay, now you're talking. Now we yeah. can do a little work. Hundred dollars a month, you can request whatever do, song yeah, you want. Do song requests. Yeah. I always thought about doing that because um, at a thousand song requests, you get to pick what key we sing it in. Yeah, <laughs> we will fly you out. Yeah, to hear us sing this. <laughs> what was um? There's like an online thing. Twitch sings, I think is what yeah. it's called. And it's basically people that go on and just sing pop songs. Like they just like voice over the top of it. I thought I could have fun with this. Why haven't you tried it? I I never got around to it. Oh. But, I, but I thought I could have because they held they hold like singing competitions, like fifteen thousand dollars they put on the line for like the best Twitch sings person. And I've listened to the winners; they're not good, <laughs> right? I was like, dude, I could be making a smooth fifteen grand a month easy. I would have to warm up for this. I could just show up and sing Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Like half asleep. Not yeah, but you have to do his cool little dance too. Oh, absolutely I do the dance. Dude, I could do that at like 9 o'clock in the morning, half asleep, like not warmed up, and I could win that. I, w- I was always so mad at myself for never doing it, but at the same time, I could never get up the will to actually... Shit, now that, I know, it. now that I know it's a thing. Now that you know about it, uh, right? you could be running. Sorry, I'm doing a different thing now Sunday. <laughs> Episode 17 of a Gentleman's Chat will be the last episode of a Gentleman's <laughs> Chat because Ian is going on hiatus because he is going to be a Twitch streams legend. Yeah, well, I mean, you just you just dangled fifteen thousand dollars on a number of rope a month for me, like, dude, it was ridiculous. Come on, <laughs> I watched the winners and they weren't. I shouldn't say they were bad, like they weren't abysmal, but they were clearly weren't quite worth one hundred and eighty grand a year. They were clearly <laughs> untrained pop esque singers, very gotcha. nasally. The, the women singers lacked a lot of depth of tone. See, just me being able to decipher all of that from listening to a 30-second clip of them singing informs me that I think I could do a better job. <laughs> and for those of you appalled out there, yes, I was called a music elitist for a reason, okay? Yeah. I earned that title. I worked hard. I had to say that Ed Sheeran wasn't the best composer to have ever lived. Well, we all make mistakes because everyone knows he is. Everybody clearly knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's true. Do you want isn't a mistake, Ian? Whatever's about to come after this ad read. Ian, we're after the ad read. You know, after last week's episode, we were talking... <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about you, like, announcing we're after an ad read. Like, this, 
They're sitting there. They, they just listen to the ad. Yeah, we're after an ad read. They already know that, Billy. I had to make sure, like, what if it gets placed in the wrong spot? Uh, we're, then we're, what? After every episode of the Friends after commercial? All right, you guys, we're after the commercial. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so loud over there, cowboy. Okay. I uh, we, Last week we were discussing about childhood events. Yeah. Some of the dumb things we've done. <laughs> Some of the more... Never done anything dumb. Some of the I stand more, by everything I've ever some, done. <laughs> some of the more humorous things we've done. Uh, this one I thought would tie in a couple of weeks worth of topics. Childhood sweethearts. How old were you when you were first allured to a girl or guy? I'm not going to judge you. You were young. How young? How young were <laughs> you? you said that, we're going to get some uh, backlash uh, on that. What? <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't no, worry I'm about saying, it. I'm like... Never mind. I'm not going to go deep into that. Exactly. You grew out of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, anywho. I'm, I guess I love fi- giving you a hard time. I could spend 15 minutes justifying myself here, but I won't. We do have time. <laughs> I won't. It's like, like, tell tell me about your childhood sweetheart. Which one? This The, the first one. The first the one. The first one that you had. Tell, I've already this, mentioned her. Okay. Have you? Yeah. When I lived in Florida. I don't recall this story. Oof. It was... Let's set the, was sale, really set the tale for me here. It's probably about three... Um, oh, wow. D- two, three. Like, real young. Wowza. And it was at my daycare uh, in Florida. You know, we're doing Florida things, eating fire ants and being hot and things like that. Being hot. Well, yeah, yeah it's dry and arid. Hot, and... <laughs> oh, that's not where you were going with that? Okay. No, no, not at all. My bad. And I didn't have a lot of friends because we were right on the edge of kind of orlando it's called lakeland real crummy place (laughs) real crummy old people place but i found the most wonderful real real young lady (laughs) (laughs) three years old yeah yeah yeah. so i I mean i was also the same age yeah yeah no you said that um her name was sarah with an h oh spelled correctly yeah yeah, my sister is not spelled correctly. Ooh, we dropped the H. Okay. Because we're lazy. Anyhow, Sarah with an H. And she was, back in my Florida story, she's the reason that I wanted to have get a little sister. I wanted a black girl oh, because oh, yes, this I loved shit. I loved this little black girl oh, to I, death. Oh, I, she so, was my favorite person in the world. I would just follow her around and play whatever she wanted to play. I thought this play. was like a, a childhood like friendship love. I didn't know you meant like this this was your this No, was, I this was her, huh? Yeah. I I wanted to live the rest of my life with this girl and I was two or Dude, three. Fantastic. <laughs> You knew you grabbed a good... Whatever happened to her? Do you know where she went in life? Did you I have with her? absolutely no idea. She... Oh. I left Florida. From what I know, she never left Florida. So I'm assuming, unfortunately, her life did not turn out very Dude, well. Dude, you need to find her. <laughs> Folks, we need I to... I don't know her last name. I oh. would have to get with my family. We'd have to hunt this girl down. We gotta find her. <laughs> we do. We have to get a reunion. Okay. 20 okay. plus years later. Let's Let's get... Ian neither neither of us will really have any idea about it. No, think about it. It'd be fantastic. Okay, fine. I will put in at least five minutes of effort this week trying to find five minutes, Sarah. Dude, you gave two hours to the guy who wanted to call you for like a health survey thing. That is true. I, I do give a lot of weird time to rent. You gave you, that guy called you when you were working. <laughs> that is true. 
I mean, I really wasn't working because I called because he answered his phone. Listen, but... if you can put two hours into a fake health survey, you can put two hours into finding Sarah. That's true. I can I can put all my technological expertise into hunting this girl down. Yes. Uh, let's. We're gonna find a way to refix and edit what I just said in post to make it not sound nearly as creepy. <laughs> On a side note, Miss Sarah, if you're out there and you can recognize me by this wonderful sound of my voice that I definitely had when I was three. Yes, that beautiful baritone pipe. <laughs> we should totally get together. Yeah. Coffee. What do people do love nowadays? Carnivals? My life, yeah, you I, I will buy. Me. I will stolen my pride. I feel like that's a bit disingenuous. She's probably married. She's probably married. I'm going to get yelled at tonight when someone I know hears this recording. (laughs) Bring her back. Bring her back. Don't take Sarah away from him. I I spent all my time at daycare with her. Uh, Aside from that, though, this was one of those when you're young, you have like different. I would say you compartmentalize your relationships when you're young, where Say you're on a soccer team, you have your soccer friends. Yes. And those are your soccer friends. This was my daycare friend. Because other than that, I would spend a lot of time with my dying family. I had like three <laughs> relatives all on my mom's side, all with cancer at this one time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so really sucks because, you know, they're all dying. Really great for a three-year-old who with no concept of death because they want to spend as much time and as much wonderful time with me as I wanted. So I had the season pass to like... Bush Gardens and Disneyland and whatnot. We go there all the time. So I go to daycare. They'd pick me up and we go there. That was wonderful. The only relative that, looking back on, probably not the best inspiration was I had my great grandfather. Uh, at this time, he wasn't one of the fun ones that took me to Disneyland or whatnot. We did whatever he wanted to do. He was he had glaucoma, so he couldn't see. Uh. He couldn't hear. He was like almost deaf. And he was a Presbyterian pastor. Oh, of course he was. In Florida. Yeah. So Sundays after church, he would go to the strip clubs. After he preached a sermon as a Presbyterian pastor. And because he had glaucoma. Because he had glaucoma. I don't know how this worked. Only in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. He he convinced them because he had glaucoma that he was allowed to touch the strippers. Dude, <laughs> what? Yeah, the stories I heard about him. Oh no, that can't be and, true. Yeah, you know the. I only I only hear most of this from stories because clearly they're not taking a three year old to the strip club yeah, with, yeah. with grandpa. But we inherited the only thing we inherited from my great grandfather was his entire collection. We still have a trunk, and this is like a classic trunk. We're talking. Four feet wide, three feet deep trunk. Yeah. Like, can't move it on your own. Full of penthouse and hustlers. Of course. (laughs) Just all of them. Yeah. Yeah, my grandparents didn't have that. Uh, None of that happened. My great-grandfather, who bears the same name as me, without giving away my whole name, (laughs) I am the fifth Billy. So there are four others that exist, and I met three when I was younger. So I would always go over to their house and uh, they would give me ice cream and candies. And he, uh, the third, Billy the third, he had a, uh, a bad left side because he was a farm worker for a long time. Oh, gotcha. And he had carbon monoxide poisoning from the, the tractor. Tractors, yeah. yeah, the tractors got him. 
And another tale they had, which I don't know how he survived this or how my great-grandmother survived this year. This was wild. Um, my family had gotten them a carbon monoxide alarm for their house, you know, one year because they're like, you need to have these. And for years and years, like, I don't need to have none of that garbage. Like, <laughs> Listen, if there's carbon monoxide, I'll figure it out. And they're like, no, we're, we're going to get you one. So they got him one. And they pulled out of the box, put the batteries in, and things started going off. They're like, this thing's broken. <laughs> so my grand, my great-grandfather was mad. He's like, you you got me this broken pile of trash. You didn't know what to do with it. He spent a couple days trying to fix it and stuff like that. And finally, I, I don't – golly, I wish I could get a refresher on the story. But basically, the, jug, the, the gist of it was that there was actually high levels of carbon monoxide in the house because the furnace was leaking carbon monoxide. Like, the, the pilot light was leaking carbon monoxide everywhere. There was – I think, like, the fire department came or something like that. Like, sir – you do know if you spent like another 15 minutes in here, you would be dead, right? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was one of those. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my great-grandfather was wild. And, wow. and in fairness, you know, I think you – ever, you ever have this where you look back in life and you wish you were like older to spend time with your grandparents? Like here's, here's a for example. I lost my grandfather recently. And it was one of those things where when I was a young kid, I saw him a lot. But in my teen years, I didn't get out to see him a yeah. lot. And it was, you know, I was just like getting to the point where like I, I have a career and like I'm getting life together and I can just sit and talk to him, not just as like child and grandfather, yeah. but as like a man. For And I, I never got that opportunity. And that kind of like, I don't want to say it haunts me, like it doesn't keep me up at night. But it's one of those things that I really wish I would have had. Because I, I never I like I just never got that opportunity and I never will get that opportunity. Have you ever had anything like that where looking back you wish you would have had the chance to just have an honest conversation with somebody that's passed away? No, not really. Really? I it's a bit of a disconnect, but like I said, when I was real, real little, most all of them had cancer. I think four or five of my relatives died within a six month time, like when I was three. Oh my gosh. So Growing up, I never really had much of anyone anyhow. So they were they were all dead before I could even have thoughts yeah. of like maybe I could spend time with them. So I've never had that thought for better or worse. I guess it's something I don't have to worry about like ever looking back on and saying I wish this happened. But at the same point, I, I guess it would have been nice to get to know them because I really, other than stories, I don't know much about them. Yeah, and sometimes stories can, can vary. Like they can that swerve around a lot. And I usually only get the bad stories because, especially at the grandparents and level, mm-hmm. that's your parents' parents. Yep. And as we all know, looking back in your childhood, when something like your parents do, usually you don't like that as the mm-hmm. child because it's like a restriction or you don't understand it or whatnot. Yep. So when your parents are telling the stories from their point of view, it usually always puts them in a harsh light. So... I guess growing up, I never knew them. And if you get only one side of like shedding people in a harsh light of a story, yeah. I, I never really felt the need. Like, I don't really want to know the guy, guy and gal who, you know, three years after their, they had a toaster, it lost warranty or whatnot. They <laughs> went out, bought the same model, put the old one in a box and got refund yeah. money just for it. <laughs> like that doesn't really shed them in a good light. <laughs> No, but it's pretty funny. I heard they did that with they did that with a lot. I think the worst was, and these are expensive, a boat motor. Like on the back what? of a boat. Yeah, it was two years in. 
uh, I think the warranty was only like a year and a half or whatnot, so six months out of warranty, it broke down. They went out, once again, bought the same exact model, installed it, and returned the old, like the one they were using, and said it didn't work, got it paid Dude, back. Dude, your grandparents are wild. Yeah. That is next level. I would have never even considered to do that. That's probably a good thing, because I'm pretty sure that's just theft. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Not <laughs> That's like, very no, illegal. Like that. Oh, wildly illegal. Folks, don't don't go do that. But the yeah. fact that your grandparents did that is absolutely outrageous. They, and that's like one of the things they didn't even make a big deal about. That's just like something they did. Yeah. That's so, not even one of their wild things. So. Sometimes you got to you know burn the truck to yeah. get the insurance money to make the truck payment. I think know? the best story I've ever heard, like shedding people in a good light, it's not really like necessarily a good light, more or less... Just kind of one of those almost supernatural things. My grandmother at the time, she's shorter than my mom. You've met her. Mm-hmm. So like four, eight hundred pounds. And they, her and her husband, my grandparents, they always liked traveling in like RVs and campers. Okay. So they had this big 26 foot camper. And my grandfather was doing some repairs on something underneath. I have no idea what. And the camper fell on him. Oh, my. So he was, like, actively being crushed. And my 100-pound grandmother lifted the camper. What? That way he could get out. What? Yeah, it's one of those, like, pure adrenaline things that I heard the story for. Yeah, she just lifted the entire... That's ridiculous. From, from like, the trailer hitch. Just lifted it. And he got out. Oh, my. Yeah, and from what I... What I've been told and what I recall, she is not a strong woman by any stretch of the imagination, so... That's a cool story. Yeah, that's, that's the one story that I've heard in that. It's just like, there had to be an act of God in there. That is wild. My, my great-grandparents, of course, when they got older, they moved out of their home into a assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. And uh, even, like, right right up until my great-grandfather passed away, because he, he went first. Dude, they, they were in the same room... For years and years, and then one day we go in there like, yeah, just so you know, they had to get separated. They're like, separate? Like, is, are they okay? Like, are they health? Like, what's wrong? I said, <laughs> no, uh, your great-grandmother tried to beat up your great-grandfather, and, uh, and she, yeah, she kicked him, so we, we separated them. <laughs> dude, dude, they, dude, my great-grandparents in, like, their 80s got into a brawl in their room. This happened, like, twice, I think. They got into a freaking brawl. It was nuts. What do you have to argue about at 80? I have no idea. I like, no, no offense idea. to any 80 year old listeners out there, but Dude. from my perspective as a young man, by the time you're 80, there's not much you have to argue it about was with anyone. It's so flipping funny, though, because I, <laughs> I wasn't there, but I could only picture the scene. Like, <laughs> him reading his newspaper. She's going on about something. He's not you know listening. Know what it was? Argument ensues. You know what it was? In the paper, there was probably like an attractive news woman. <laughs> She's like, are you looking at that news article woman again? <laughs> no, she probably forgot what she was arguing about halfway through. She, she suffered from really bad dementia. Oh, or, gotcha. Is it dementia where you forget everything? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, that and other and things. That, I mean, te- or Alzheimer's. Or also, I think that's technically what took her life. Yeah. Because she, yeah. Like there was days where you walk in and you introduce yourself to her. She had no idea who you were. Which as a kid was both shocking, scary, and slightly funny. At times, like, yeah. Like, yeah, it was. Because when you're a kid, you don't have a full grasp on like the actual tragedy that Dimension yeah, Alzheimer's yeah, yeah. is. So, yeah, it's like, funny. Like, who are you? Like, I'm, I'm the same <laughs> guy I was 10 minutes ago. Like, 
Grandma, I don't know. You, who are you? Grandma, are you playing games with me? <laughs> and everyone around me is like, no, she's not playing the game. She's like, I'm not playing the game. Who are you? Why are you in my room? I'm like, ah, somebody <laughs> needs to explain to this gal who I am again or something. Little Billy's going to get beat. Dude, that's probably, in truth, that's probably why the argument ensues. But yeah, they got, yeah. Like, they got into like a kicking match in their 80s. And I was like, dude, my grandparents are out of control. My great-grandparents. Those are my regular grandparents. My great-grandparents were wild the day they died. Yeah. Old, old people are great. They can be. Yeah. They really can be. I, I think I was reading about old people, and most old people nowadays are very active. Like, they live their normal lives up until death now. Because Which is good. we have such healthy stuff here nowadays. The best things to do are completely counterproductive if you want to live that life, especially when you get older. If you want to stay, like, as healthy as possible... I think all the advices are you want to drink at least a little a day because alcohol will thin out your blood a little bit and help it flow better. Yeah. You want to be slightly chubby. You want to indulge yourself a bit because the more fat you basically um, accumulate, it actually heightens your blood pressure and that helps circulate the blood. So you have less chance of like strokes and whatnot, which is very nice at that age. And... Uh, stayed sexually active. That's wow. the third big one. Is yeah, they really? said they said couples into their mid to late nineties that stay sexually active live normal lives until death. Are you kidding me? No, no. This is like medical. Like, <laughs> oh my! I learned this in medical school. Like oh when they're my. teaching us this now, I'm like, wow, that's both amazing, and I never want to ever encourage a ninety like. You know how awkward that would be for me saying, <laughs> you know what would help keep you guys up and going? A 96-year-old cu- couple, you guys should get with each other more, you know? How do you explain that to someone sir, like, I, I, 60 years older than you? Sir, your charts look fine to me. Your blood pressure's in a good place. You're staying fairly active. Your knee, is it healing? Your, yeah, okay. Your knee is healing fairly well. I think we're very happy with that. The hip replacement from seven years ago, I think, is really... Yep. It's it's all quite well, sir. Um, strange question. You know, how many how many bacon cheeseburgers do you eat a week? Okay. <laughs> well, we want to make sure that you're you're keeping at least a, a consistent diet. Now, sir, what you might find help helpful rather is is if you, um, sir, I'll let Michael Bolton explain. <laughs> I just put on Michael Bolton's when a man loves a woman. Just walk out of the room, let the whole song play, the whole oh, deal, and then walk. Leave back him with in. a bottle of wine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come back in, and and then there you go. That that's, it sounds kind of dumb, but that's like, what I think last week we were talking about embarrassment. That might be the one time I might be slightly embarrassed trying to talk to. Well, because you yeah. you respect them. They're elders. They're supposed to be wise. They're knowledgeable. It's not always true, but it's the perception because yeah. they've lived been around so long, and they're much older than you. So you're supposed to respect them. And then you have to try to tell them, hey, you should probably drink more and have sex. Like, <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> and then what do they say as like a wise old person? And usually like the older you get, the more like... Um, sense of humor dries out. Yeah, your sense of humor dries out and you're more like morally sound because that's kind of what you grasp that too, onto. Like, yeah. How dare you youngin tell me what I should be doing? That is sickening. Why on earth would you say that? I'm getting a new doctor. And I'm Dude, I, here I was taking it the other direction. I feel like he'd make a joke out of it because 
that that's yeah, 50 50 yeah there's a 50 50 at that age what's gonna happen he's gonna start throwing fists at you or yeah laugh at like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty freaking funny okay yeah yeah so that's that's what i'm most nervous about in my wow most nervous about in your medical career is trying to tell a 90 year old man he's not having enough sexual intercourse yeah has okay. nothing to do with telling people like you're terminally ill or anything. no none of that just sir you no. need well you know what they say we have a lot more training though with the whole terminally ill thing yeah well, you know what they say, you know, motion is the best lubricant. Yeah, that, that and lubricant. No, not like that, Ian. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, golly. You're talking about oh, joints yeah. and whatnot. Yes. yes. If you if you keep active, yes. your, your joints keep, will be okay. Yes, that's where I was going with that. Here I thought I had a cleverly worded sentence. Turns out I was wrong. No, I just had an even cleverly Good night. Uh, okay speaking of which for all you older people one last note of wonderful medical knowledge if you are staying sexually active and you know having a healthy lifestyle into your old age after menopause um things dry up so use lots of lube that is a healthy doctor opinion all right (laughs) medical fact of the week right there yeah, that's that's gonna get us like kicked yeah, off. I was, I was gonna say, do I have to like register this episode as like explicit now, or how does? I don't know how that works. I could I could say this in my profession, and it's a respected profession, so I feel like okay. it's true. We can leave uh, it in. We we can we can roll with it. So it, Billy, this okay. is really long winded. You asked me, your wonderful first sweetheart that you ever had. Oh wow! I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> First sweetheart that I, I ever had. Um, golly, I'm thinking, is it somewhere in daycare? It may have ended up being like grade school. You know, she was super cute across the room. I you was, don't even know her name. I was, I was very sure. Oh, I know her name. I'm not gonna say it. You're not gonna say her name. No, and and then and, and and whatever. Anyway, I know all of the names of my girlfriends. It was Sarah first. <laughs> And then in elementary school, it was a gal by the name of Tiana. Then after, like shortly after that, when I moved states again, it was a girl by the name of Kiana with a K. <laughs> and then after that, it was uh, trying to trying to get the order. You know, I don't want to mess it up. Well, you'd hate for them to contact you, uh, gentlemen's chat email. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna be like, "How come I wasn't placed this?" You were then, sleeping with that girl before me. What, man? We were in the seventh grade. Oh, I'm I'm lost. For, I have her. I have her picture, like in my oh, head. Oh, you can picture her, but you can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I actually, I worked. Well, I mean, sort of worked. This was before, like, I was legally allowed to work like a normal job. So yep, it was. Yep. Like young people jobs, like mowing lawns and whatnot, and babysitting and whatnot. I worked with her for a long time. I guess I don't know. Wow. Wow, I'll have to think of this. So we're up to three girlfriends so far. Who came after? Oh, these are just crushes. I, oh. I never I oh, never once... Ne- never acted on Never this. acted on a single one. Okay. A- after her, there was a couple blondes. Like, <laughs> 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 Get laugh at that. It's the progression. I I went oh, I went through a phase. I just loved blondes. Okay. I, I, oh. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, then 
You know how Picasso had his blue face? He had a blonde <laughs> face. <laughs> blonde hair? I don't care what their face looked like. Phase. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Picasso didn't have a blue That's face. That's why I was really confused. What is Picasso with a blue face? He was like a blue man group, but way ahead of his time. <laughs> exactly. Um, then there was. My best friend's girlfriend for a oh. while. It was that awkward, like, middle school-ish. No, middle school into high school, like, freshman year. Okay. That awkward stage. Yeah. I won't say names because uh, now we're getting kind of... Yeah, now now these are people that we know. Yeah, these, these... Yeah, these are... These are people that know you by your voice. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Very much so. Yep. All except when I had one in Louisville that... Her I'll name. Her name was Tess. Ever lived. Yeah, her her name was Tess. She she was adorable. She was sweet. I, I mean loving. that genuinely. And she sat right next to me in like three of my classes Whoa, because we both to date. Yeah, we were both like many grades above like where we should be. Oh, so we were in the both advanced smart thing. And, oh, it's meant to be. Yeah, and she would smile at me, wave hi, say hello every day. Oh, you didn't you didn't lock that down. This is when I was in Floyd's Knobs, and if we remember back. I didn't speak a single word the entire time I lived in Floyd's Knobs oh. to anyone. So I did not say a single word to this oh. girl I liked. Just think where you could be in this world. <laughs> you know what's really sad? At the end of the year, it was a junior and senior prom, and my parents were yelling at me because they're like, why don't you go? I'm like, I don't, I've never said, spoken, or done anything with anyone in the entire school. Not even a teacher. And... They said they would still buy me like the prom ticket. I'm like, wow, that's nice because this was the rich school, so yeah, it, it was yeah. a lot of money. It's expensive. It was like 115 dollars. Holy moly! But that's because pretty much every year, and this is this will show how rich this high school was. They paid for because it was Floyd's Knobs High. They paid for Pink Floyd to play live. At their prom. Oh, my. And this okay. was, like, almost annually. This is a different type of rich, folks. Yeah, right. This is a and that's why I didn't feel, like, comfortable at it. But I, I I wrote a note, like, asking this girl if she wants to go to prom. I never gave it to her. What? I never gave it to no. her. <laughs> and, and she she didn't ask me to prom, but there was one day, like, uh, like... About a month before, she asked me, "Hey, are you going to prom? Do you are you like going with a group or anything? Like, what what are your plans?" And because, like I said, to this day, not a single word in the school, oh, I didn't respond. I just like no. blushed and I shook my head no and no, walked away. Dude. I thought my story of a gal that got away was bad. You take the cake, my friend. Yeah, that was oh, that was that no. was Tess. She was great. And then, oh, golly. it would be great if it ended there, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, because I was there for the summer as well. And oh. when I was down there, I, um, we were setting up a, my mother and I, that's actually the job she got. We were setting up a water park. Like we were building a water park and managing that. And I was in charge of uh, certifying and instructing like all the lifeguards and whatnot. She happened to be in that class oh, trying to work there. Come on. And she was the only one from that school because it wasn't in the same city. 
So she didn't have anyone that like she knew around. So when we partnered, I had to partner with her teaching her all the lifeguard things. And when you're teaching a lifeguard class, a lot of the things you have to do might seem very intimate. Yeah, lots of uh, bare skin touching. Yeah, yeah. And then strapping people into backboards and yep. doing mock CPR and whatnot. Yep, yeah. yeah. Bet you tried mouth to mouth, right? No, 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 no. So that was a really bad joke for those out there, but I couldn't resist. (laughs) So yeah, I I did all this and then she worked there. And I, once I was certified, I was just kind of around the summer, just monitoring, making sure everything was okay. Like there's no such position as head lifeguard, but I was like overseer or whatever. So I would just walk every day, walk around and this is down South. So it's hot. So the, so the bathing suits, let's just say, made everybody look much better yeah they, oh uh... i i was struggling with some sinful thoughts from time to time that summer i i was not Dude. a strong man all things considered uh that that summer like it wasn't in school i did actually talk to her a couple times and she was incredibly nice and sweet and then i moved away i moved back here to oh Appleton. my gosh dude this I've never been so frustrated listening to a story in my life. My my tales of like female blunders were good, but no, no, you. Oh, dude! I actually have a lot of female blunders. I was good. I was really bad with women for a very long time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still am, but I have have never pulled the never talk to her. Well, that's not true. So lovely, lovely Miss Tess. If you are going to, uh, uh. New Albany Tech and getting that, and you're still there and you're listening. I did really, really like. Wait, you knew this girl's like, like what she wanted to do with her future? Yeah, she talked to me. Oh, what? Wait, like I said, we sat behind each other, and then like all summer, like I said, she didn't know anybody. So during like breaks and whatnot, she'd come and we would chat from time to time. Yeah, I. I, I Holy moly! I knew about her. Yeah, and wow. that was that was the second crush I actually had that i enjoyed or that i didn't enjoy. <laughs> that was the second crush that i had that i had to certify as lifeguards because apparently most of my crushes just were, were either lifeguards they just happened to be lifeguards in high school or they wanted to be lifeguards so, so was I, your I would type, interact with them uh like outgoing popular and <laughs> like it fit Cause that that seems to be like very stereotypical. I think most of them probably were. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, got your type nailed down. <laughs> Which is weird because I I don't really like the whole popularity thing. I don't like people. No, but apparently like fit girls in tight bathing suits. <laughs> you were young. I don't blame you. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was the second one. Also in Floyd snobs. Prior to this, the summer before I started school, oh yay! I trained another person. I worked at a sportsplex as a gymnastics coach, and I ran the aquatics there. So, I trained a wonderful girl who was a very poor swimmer. So I had to spend a lot of one-on-one work time with her, and there was only three people in the class to begin with. So, yeah, that was. That was something. That was something else. This was another one of your crushes? What was her name? <laughs> or is that revealing too much? What? No, it, it's not. This one I didn't really do anything 
with. Her name was Natalie. You didn't do anything with the first girl. Well, you just stared I mean, like, longingly. I, I didn't talk to her or anything. Oh, okay. She would come. She would go. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you knew it was going to be slightly... That she wasn't necessarily a lifeguard type. This one wasn't actually a lifeguard type because she came the first day. And believe it or not, most lifeguard training, there's a lot of swimming involved. She came in a two-piece. So, a bikini. Mm. Which is not what you do. That's a no-go. If, if you're swimming and doing different like pool entries and dives and whatnot. Yeah, that's a no-go there, folks. Yeah. But I got to strap her to the backboard that day. And, yeah, she... she was always the volunteer because no one else volunteered of the other two so we all took turns strapping her to the backboard and and her two-piece and yeah that that sounds makes me sound like a, a really big perv now that i think about no, it no it makes that you sound not... makes you sound like a guy that let way too many opportunities slide past you then i came back and my well the comeback to her okay and to appleton and I worked at several places as a lifeguard. And I was a lifeguard really instructor. hoping this story was going to be like last summer. I went back to this. No, 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 no. This I came here. Okay, and it just proves like I had strong consistency in high school, and I I worked at like I said several places. I can't. I was thinking about. It. I can't really give the name away. Because this place that I particularly worked had three entire guards. Oh, okay, myself, yeah. one other who happens to be the friend of the one I like. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Can't give that away. And I, I remember her name, just so you know, very oh. vividly. Uh, for six months, like the entire first sem the semester of my uh, high school year, I j wanted this girl so bad. I wanted her to be mine. I wanted... <laughs> everything about her and at this point like i came back to appleton i was a bit more social like if someone talked to me i would talk back i would never initiate things but because there's only two two guards like in the entire place we would often get paired together and shift so we would talk to each other because it was kind of a deadpool yeah. the entire time okay and the more we talk the more i'm just like i want to say something but at this point, I, I never had a girlfriend. I never had an experience. And I was just always under the impression that I wasn't really, like, the lady type. Like, I wasn't good, good match for them. So, I came so close so many times. And I would just always just chicken out. Just the last minute, I was Dude, always just chicken out. That's a sentiment that I feel in my core. Right? right? I mean, we I got to the point that. where I walked... Because she lived close by. I walked home with this girl several times. And I just couldn't. I could just never get the you couldn't, like, urge. You yeah. couldn't pull the trigger. But uh, prior to this, I would say most of the crushes. Tess is a bit different. I sort of had a relationship. It was sort of one-sided her feeding me. Yeah. This was the first time in my life where I genuinely like felt not just like either a lustful or a, I might be interested. Like I was genuinely interested and I wanted to form a connection. So that one was a bit heart. That, that one was a bit heartbreaking that I never followed through because that one, I, I really saw myself. I'm like, yes, this yeah. is the girl for me. There is no other. Yep. And I just let time float by. I think, see, there's an expiration date. We talked yeah. about this last week. It's true. Yeah. And it's ticking on all of us. And then I, eventually got my first girlfriend um second 
after second semester, senior year, like freshly graduated almost yep. or somewhere around there. Over the summer, I hadn't seen my crush. She apparently, though, picked up another job at an outdoor pool that my current girlfriend apparently really liked to go to. Oh, so I would go no. there. <laughs> so I would, no. I would go there. But I was new in this relationship because I would always be faithful to anyone and i am i am a gentleman yes, i would never course. think anything yeah, bad of course of course but at the same point i i was young to the point where i didn't have like the courage because when you're a young man you never you always think of the consequences so you yep. don't do things yep. i i never i never had the courage to let her know like i really don't want to go swimming at this pool because there's someone i was very very like attracted to and felt a connection with very recently yeah and we go there all the time and every time i saw her i couldn't help but blush it, it was really bad so i stopped so whenever my girlfriend then would say like i'm going to the pool like you come in i would just come up with the dumbest excuses for the next until like the end of the summer when she stopped working go back to college oh, oh dude that's good <laughs> you're a faithful guy and I, in i mean both of us are in this boat of like these are just some rules you don't break in life, exactly. Right? And to, both, be a, both, to be a gentleman, faithfulness is faithfulness it's, it's and foundation. trust is foundation of all yeah, relationships. Yes. yes, but that's gotta be just a heart terror. Like every time you're at the pool, like this Ever, girl that I oh, like, but also this other girl that I like. It was uh, it was like tearing me into. I'm like, I, oh no, dude. In complete honesty, I think that would keep me up at night. Like it I, did. Okay. It <laughs> did. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Oh, oh no, dude! There, I, I there was a lot of praying. Like I am not strong enough. Please help me, dude. And on that terrible disappointment, it's time <laughs> to end. Oh man, I'm oh. in a happy relationship now, though. That's true. I mean, it all worked out. It's yeah. not like you're sitting here talking about the one that got away. And you're, lying, <laughs> you're in my shoes. I'm sitting here like still a, in tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not. You're not like me. You're just like you have somebody at least. So you got, you oh. got that going for you. But yeah, that's true. Wow, episode 17 of A Gentleman's Chat. Shockingly personal, some great stuff in there. Thank you guys so much for listening. I should probably apologize for my terribly like nasal voice. But I don't know if it's like... It's okay, I had one a couple weeks, or last week or something. It's yeah, going something's around. going around. It sounds like I'm like shouting at people, but at the same time, like I can't hear myself. Yep. So I'm sorry if that upset anybody. Anywho... Sickness going around. It's true. Episode 17 of A Gentleman's Chat, and we will see you next week.